He's been advisor to Presidents Clinton and Trump. And now, he's here to advise us all. Dick Morris is on 77 WABC. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Dick Morris Show. I'm Dick Morris. So, um, finally, 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 there is some clout being applied to Russia to stop it from invading Ukraine. Finally. Uh, a year after he could have, and three weeks after he should have, uh, Biden has allowed the State Department to say that if Russia invades Ukraine, the Nord Stream 2 pipeline under the Baltic will not be opened. Um, U.S. doesn't control that, of course. Germany does, and the EU does. But the German chancellor and the government have said officially that they will not certify the pipeline if the uh, if Russia invades the Ukraine. And uh, that is the and that really is a key position. The EU also has the authority to block it. And uh, they have said also that they will not allow the pipeline to be opened. It's been completed, and it's lying there under the ocean. But uh, it can't operate until Germany and the EU agree to it. So finally, finally, somebody is standing up to Russia. Very nice. My boyfriend's back, and you're going to be in trouble. Hey, la, hey, la, my boyfriend's back. When you see him coming, better cut out on the double. Hey, la, hey, la, my boyfriend's back. You've been spreading lies that I was untrue. Hey, la, hey, la, my boyfriend's back. So look out now, because he's coming after you. Boyfriend back has nothing to do with the 8,500 troops Biden has put on full alert to be sent to Eastern Europe. I mean, that's a pinprick to oppose 125,000 to 175,000 mm. Russian troops massed at the border. But securing access, denying access to the pipeline, that's big. Uh, the pipeline will double Russian gas sales to Germany and be a gigantic input to the Russian economy. And cutting it off would be a huge setback for Putin. That really gets his attention. And then there are two other steps which we should take, and hopefully this weak moron in the White House will take. Hmm. Uh, one is to uh, cut off Russian oil shipments to the United States. Russia is our third leading supplier of foreign oil uh, after Canada and Mexico. It's the only one outside – it's the largest one outside of the Western Hemisphere, a quarter of a million barrels a year. And we could shut that down completely, and uh, we absolutely should. And more importantly than that, cut them off from access to the SWIFT banking system, which is the international system that has to clear financial transactions. So if I want to wire money to my Uncle Joe in Honolulu, not it has to be international, in Singapore, uh, I have to go through SWIFT to do that. If SWIFT won't let me process it, I can't wire the money. And all I have to do is send it maybe by snail mail or something <laughs> like that. And even if he gets a check from me, he can't cash it uh, because it's not part of the SWIFT system. So it at one stroke transforms the billions and billions, maybe trillions, that Putin and his henchmen have hidden under rocks all over the place and uh, makes it unusable. Uh, it's like he eliminated its value, and uh, all he can do is sleep on the gold bars. He can't spend them. <laughs> That's the kind of leverage we should be using here. The humping in the background you hear is from Doug DiPiero, my creative buddy, sidekick, and music monster. Psychic? Sidekick. Psychic. Pollsters don't have psychics. Psycho? Psycho? No, they don't have psychics. Yeah, that's a me. Pollster regards a psychic as competition. I was doing a race once in Hungary for Viktor Orban, who's now the prime minister, and they came in very excited one day and said, hey, Dick, we have a firm prediction that we're going to win the election. I said, oh, what polling firm? And he said, not a polling firm. A, uh, and he struggled for the words in English. 
uh, a, uh, a an expert, a mystic, a uh, and, and then I said a psychic, and he said yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> I told Eileen later to witch doctor, and he said that oh, you're going to win the election. I saw it in my crystal ball, so I prefer polling, but. Yeah. He's a, a real pollster. Yeah. He, going down the West Side Highway, I told him the expansion do- joints are very bumpy. He, when he drove, it's 81. There's 81 expansion joints. <laughs> That's a pollster. So give me a call and let's talk about Ukraine, Russia, the whole bit. Uh, 800-848-9222. 848-9222. WABC. There's something spreading around, which is the idea that Putin that Biden is escalating the nature of the threat from the Ukraine to wag the dog. Now, I'm something as the expert of wag the dog because I was once the tail. Uh, The movie Wag the Dog that had Dustin Hoffman and Robert De Niro and a bunch of people in was while I was working for Clinton. And Eileen and I got an invitation to the opening. I'd never been invited to a, a movie opening before, and I didn't know what the movie was. So I went, and then midway through it, I whispered to Eileen, I think the movie's about me, <laughs> because the the hero in it was uh, the political consultant who was advising the president to create a foreign war and scandal to distract people from a sex scandal he was mired in in the United States. Oh and this happened right during the Lewinsky thing and right during our invasion or air bombardment of Serbia. So uh, she said, Eileen said, I think this is about you. So when I went up there after the movie showing, De Niro and Hoffman and everybody else posed for photos with me, and I got the point. But this is not about wagging the dog. The United States cannot permit a, a, a coalition of Russia, Iran, Turkey, and China to control all of Asia, except for the subcontinent of India. That coalition would control everything from between Warsaw and Tokyo. And we just can't allow that. It, it's totally geopolitically destabilizing and dangerous for the United States. And that is what these guys are trying to do. Turkey is taking over Azerbaijan and Armenia and all the other places they can find in the middle Caucasus. Uh, you have uh, Russia taking over Moldova and Ukraine, and they'll next move against Poland and the Baltic states. And you have China suppressing the Uyghurs, trying to take over Taiwan, taking over Hong Kong, kicking everybody out. So this is an effort, and trying to dominate the South China Sea, this is an effort to create this kind of a landmass. The last time that happened was in World War II, when Hitler said we have Rommel and the Africa Corps pushing from the west to the Suez Canal. And we have the Japanese pushing British back through Burma, through India, uh, hopefully into Iran or the Caucasus, where they'll meet up with the uh, German forces coming that way. And the German-Russian coalition would control the oil fields, all the population of Asia, and all of its resources. We stopped that by defeating them at the Battle of El Alamein in North Africa and by uh, defeating the Japanese at the Battle of Midway where we killed their aircraft carriers and they couldn't sustain the invasion of India that they were planning. But now Putin is doing the exact same move. There's no new stuff in history. The map stays the same. And uh, that's what he's trying to do, morons. If you believe this is some fabrication or some partisan stunt or some device to make money from the military-industrial complex, you're just not looking at the damn map. Okay. So um, when we come back, we'll talk about the seismic shift going on in America, uh, the gigantic change. You know, when, when Obama took office, everything was Bush's fault. And he used to say the San Andreas fault is going to be renamed Bush's fault. <laughs> and, I don't remember and, that. And now, they're all, now we're seeing a seismic shift to the Republican Party. And we'll talk about it when we come back. It's Sunday, and you know what that means. Here's Dick Morris on 77 WABC. Then I'm wandering, I'll get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right here. I 
Have you checked your IRA or your 401k lately? The stock market crashed into correction territory last week. Correction means recession. Middle-class Americans are not only feeling it in their wallet, but now in their retirement accounts. Biden's disastrous domestic policies, disastrous domestic build back better build by Biden, led to hyperinflation, forcing the Fed to raise rates. They're meeting uh, in the next week or two and expected that in March they will begin a series, one after another, of rate increases. Hyperinflation is forcing the Fed to do it. Goldman, Wells, and BOA are all forecasting gold to go to 2,000 an ounce, and Bloomberg says 3,000. So ask about a tax-free penalty, free rollover uh, from your IRA or your 401k into gold and silver. Don't base it on slippery currency that can be inflated anytime the Fed wants. Base it on gold and silver, which is in the ground, and God stopped making it. And get a no-fee-for-life IRA, so 2 and 3% doesn't come off your, your IRA every year. Call the Patriot Gold Group today at 800-356-4470. That's 800-356-4470. 800-356-4470. So Biden is not reacting very well to the loss of, the, uh, of his base. Uh, it's going all over the place, and he's increasingly upset about that. Please help me, I'm falling. Please help me, I'm falling. Falling up. Please help me, I'm falling. Well, we have this message for Mr. Biden. I'm a loser. <laughs> I'm a loser. <laughs> Now, the one he's losing with gear to him are his base. Uh, He's losing Hispanics. He's losing suburban college-educated women. And he's losing blacks. Last week, we talked about a poll that I did with John Jordan and John McLaughlin that showed that the black vote for Republicans is going to double this time from 12% to 24%. And uh, it is hurting Biden. If you But don't assume that these folks that are leaving the Democratic Party are becoming Republicans. They're not. They're becoming independents. They're becoming doubters. They're becoming people who are now saying, I'll give the Republican Party a try. It's like switching flavors at Baskin Robbins. (laughs) You're not necessarily going to convert to coconut, almond, nut, marshmallow gel. You're going to try it and see if you like it. And if you like it, you'll stay. The problem is there is such cynicism and such doubt about political parties in America today. So they, they want true love. And it needs to be proven to them by electing a president on a platform of really helping folks and delivering, like Trump did the first time he was in office, uh, increasing black per capita income, Latino income, uh, basically increasing incomes for minorities more than for whites and for middle income more than for the rich, completely reversing the trends that had been evident ever since. And the results are of that, plus Biden's failure. I have to say Biden had more to do with this than Trump did. It is now true in the Gallup poll that the number of people who say they are Republican has increased. I'm sorry, start that again. The number of people who say they are Democrats has dropped by nine points since the first of 21. And the number that say they're Republicans has risen by five points. So you have a 14-point shift in voter identification. That stuff doesn't happen frequently. 
It rarely happens at all. And now we're looking at an historic, really, realignment. But we have to keep those promises. We have to be sure we do that. The image of the Democratic Party is now a negative 15. The image of the Republican Party is now a positive two, but only two. We got to make that more and make sure we hang on to these new voters. Let's go to uh, Kevin in Bergen County. Hey, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Uh, it's not getting any better. It's only getting worse. Yeah, go on. Okay, well, Kevin told the operator that he wanted to ask, why are we allowing uh, illegals to vote in New York and New Jersey? Not yet in New Jersey, but certainly in New York and in local elections. The reason is that the city council and the mayor want to guarantee that no Republican is ever elected in New York. So they were importing a million voters to make sure that never happens. And they'll succeed. And their other goal is a precedent uh, which would set up the idea that illegal non-citizens can vote and hope that that spreads across the country and into federal elections. It's step two. Step one was opening the border in the first place and letting these folks stream in. Step two is to legalize them. Step three is to make them citizens. Step four is to get them to vote. Step five is to get them to vote for them. And you're just watching a a process that's unfolding right in front of your eyes. Let's go to Larry in Brooklyn. Hey, Larry. Yeah, hi. You know, I heard that Germany is refusing to allow uh, NATO countries like England to fly lethal equipment to Ukraine, but they're willing to send defensive equipment like helmets. Now, to me, in light no, of that, that's that, not that's not true. What's happening is that uh, Germany is saying to countries like Poland and the Baltic states, we have sent you a lot of weapons over the last two or three years, particularly in this year, and we do not want you to ship the weapons we gave you to Ukraine, uh, which is not quite as bad, but has the same effect. Uh, go ahead. Oh, because I was going to say, if that was true, what I said, and I didn't hear it on, on John Katsimatidis this morning, that would be by implication doing the same thing that they did in Nazi Germany. In other words, yeah. uh, we'll send you to fight and so you can get exterminated. It's like luring them into a fight without yeah. being, being protected. Right. Fortunately, the U.S., the one thing we're doing right is we're shipping $200, $200 million of, wish it were $200 billion of offensive equipment to Ukraine. And Trump gave them a lot of stuff as well. And that army is no longer going to be an absolute pushover. Uh, but we'll see. But I do not have faith in the military means. I have faith in the economic sanctions. Russia is a very strong military and a very weak economy. We didn't win the Cold War by beating them militarily. We didn't meet the cold, win the Cold War by knocking their missiles out. We won the Cold War by getting them in the soft underbelly of Russia, which is they have a communist socialist economy, now one based on oil prices that you can't count on. And we were hope we knew that they couldn't afford to compete with us. And Reagan staked them not to a military competition, but an economic competition. Learn that lesson and use the weak economy to stop them from doing mayhem. Let's go to Richard and Parsippity. Uh, I'm sorry, mispronouncing it. Richard. Yeah. Yeah, hi, Dick. Pronounce it for uh, me, okay? Pars- yeah, I got, I got it. You are turning out to be one of the biggest liars on the public scene. Oh, okay. I think that's a compliment, but go ahead. Constant NATO. NATO is a North Atlantic Treaty Organization. It has no authority to go beyond Western Europe, and it's been constant. It's assault. Wait a minute. Wait wait a minute. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Uh, They have authority to go wherever they want uh, and wherever one of their members asks. Uh, NATO is a defensive alliance that has only one purpose, which is if one of the members is attacked, the rest of NATO can rally to their defense. Just like after we were hit on 9-11, they rallied to our defense and helped us invade Afghanistan. So go ahead, Richard. Yeah. Okay. Look, the United States 
and certain other countries like England are controlled by international organized crime. That is Jews. Okay. Thank you very much. Well, I'm glad we finally got to the motivation of his of his rant. Okay. Right. We dug deep enough. <laughs> okay. Um, let's go to uh, Al in Huntington. Hey, Jake. How are you? How's everything? Doing great. Doing good. But I've been a fan of yours for many years. I just want to keep my name and my uh, address out of it. Um, I've been a soldier for many years. UCOM, good for you. I participated in, uh, thank you, peacekeeping operations in the thank Balkans, you. Bosnia, Kosovo. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll just skip that other caller is not familiar with Article 5, non-Article 5, the right. treaties. By I just the way, wanted you succeeded to say that brilliantly. Is- the the uh, intervention of 25,000 U.S. troops in the Balkans after Clinton negotiated the peace treaty there was tremendously successful. Uh, and with not, not a single soldier stubbed his toe. Yeah, go ahead. Thank you. Um, we look at the small wars. People are looking at larger wars, but a lot of them are, uh, a lot of smaller wars today are protracted. So to get into a big offensive, big, big red and blue probably won't happen. But I was just talking really quick. If you look at all the, uh, if you look at all the uh, speeches uh, Biden's been saying, he's always been mentioning cost. Always says cost, 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 cost. And we know for a while, the underbelly being finances, we know that the heart to them was going to be the pipeline. Yeah. Now they're going to play this into, yep, they're going to play this. You know this because you mentioned it a few minutes ago. Effects. You talk about second and third order effects. It's going to look good for them once they, if they do, start selling or stop selling some oil over there. And then it's going to be like he stood up to the big giant, and yeah. they came out without shooting. Well, it is. That's the second. That, that's the second effect. The third effect is it's going to look like he's he's standing up for the little guys and for yeah. the big guys. Yeah. Well. And the long term, yeah, and the long term effect is eventually we're going to have to start using our own. We're going to have to start opening up some of the stuff that we close here. Oil prices will go down, well, and it's going to look like a win. So they're looking so- at the win-win. Thank you for your idea. I think you have a lot of points. I think that we have to realize that we're talking about American policy here. And I want Biden to do the right thing, even if it helps him, even if it hurts the Republican Party and the Trump forces and the conservative movement. And when he does the right thing, finally, I'm going to praise him for it. And I'm not going to – I'm not one of those guys who likes the the uh, tenement to fall apart because he hates the landlord <laughs> I still live there, you know. <laughs> Here's Dick Morris on and 77 When you build a building, you don't want it to be built on quicksand. You want it to be built on a firm foundation amplified by concrete. If your 401k or your IRA is based on the stock market and how it does, how it goes up and down, how mutual funds move. Uh, you're, you're in for a shellacking. You're in for a bath. Not only has this dropped for several weeks in a row, it's going to go dropping and dropping and dropping because this economy is addicted to no interest, zero interest rates. When those rates start going up and car manufacturers say, hey, I can't sell cars because nobody will take out a car loan, because the rate's 15%. And home builders say, I can't build any more homes because nobody will buy them because mortgage rates are up to 10%. When that happens, the economy's crashing and the stock market's going to crash with it. The one thing that history shows does not crash is gold and silver. It didn't crash in 08. It didn't crash in 99. It didn't even crash in 1929. So... You should call the Patriot Gold Group at 800-356-4470. 800-356-4470. Get a gold-backed IRA, gold and silver, uh, so that you know that it's there and you know it's not going to be going away under your feet. So there was a big break this week in Pennsylvania where the state court ruled that they had illegally counted hundreds and thousands of mail-in votes. And we were tricked into the mail-in voting. 
we were fooled into it because Nancy Pelosi said, oh, there's this huge pandemic going on. And if you go to vote in person, you're going to die. <laughs> uh, and that was an incentive not to turn out. Yeah. Talk about suppressing the turnout. And what she said is the only way to vote and stay alive is to vote by mail. And what happened was that eight, 70 million people voted by mail. 80 million braved it, went out and voted by person. And you know how much the COVID death rate rose? Nothing. Nothing. This was all a hoax and a charade to keep the cattle home and have them vote by mail. Uh, but now the court is stepping in and ruling that that may not have been constitutional. Let's pray that we don't get fooled again and we don't have another election conducted with phony absentee ballots, unverified signatures, and all of that. Now, I have to tell you, we're probably going to lose this case in court because the panel that ruled in our favor had two Republicans and one Democrat on it. And funny, they voted two to one that we were right and they were wrong. But now we are appealing it to the full Supreme Court, which has seven judges, those two Republicans, but now joined by five Democrats, not by one. And guess what? They're going to come out five to two reversing this decision. But that doesn't mean we're stuck with it. Because more and more, we are electing Republican secretaries of state throughout the country in the elections coming up in 22. And that is meaning that the people that are running the election are going to make sure that this nonsense doesn't happen again and make sure that we don't get fooled again. Now, in Pennsylvania in particular, it's a different system. The governor in Pennsylvania appoints the secretary of state. And therefore, it's crucial that we win the governorship of Pennsylvania. At some point soon, I'm going to have a guy named David White on this show, who is uh, the Republican running for governor in Pennsylvania, who's probably going to win the primary and probably going to be able to win the governorship and save America by appointing a good secretary of state and taking that this kind of nonsense isn't going to happen. But that we are making progress, and I'm very happy about that. Let's go to uh, Joe in Manhattan. Hey, Joe. Hello, Dick. How are you? Doing good. How about you? I'm going to give you a bombshell about NATO, and it's in a good way. NATO, as an American Marine in my mid-teens, I was assigned to NATO. North Atlantic Treaty Organization, one of the few good things Harry Truman did, consolidated ANZUS, A-N-Z-U-S, American, Australian, New Zealand, U.S. Defense Council, and CETO, S-A-A-T-O, Southeast Asian Treaty Organization, which was a NATO for down under. It consolidated them about maybe 30 or 40 years ago. That's why the Australians, because the the New Zealanders, the South Koreans came into Vietnam with us, but after two years they got out because they saw that Johnson was a liar. The point I'm making is they were consolidated. So yep. NATO can go anywhere in the world it's needed. Yes. What America key- needs is a president with backbone and balls, which we had under Trump, God bless him, and we don't have under brainless Biden. Yeah, you got that right. Uh, NATO, of course, the word you use there is a correct, needed. NATO is not an offensive military alliance out to conquer the world. It only comes into play when there is an invasion of a country that's a member of NATO. And if the members of NATO don't think there was an invasion, they don't come to our aid. Here's an example. In Afghanistan, they said, yeah, the U.S. was attacked on 9-11. So we'll put hundreds of thousands of troops into Afghanistan to fight the Taliban, destroy them, find bin Laden, and kill them. And they succeeded. In Iraq, they said Iraq didn't attack the United States. Saddam Hussein didn't attack us. We worry that he has weapons of mass destruction and might attack us, but NATO's not going to intervene based on the maybe. So France and Germany and the core countries in NATO said, no, we're not sending any troops. Britain did because they were very allied with the U.S., but not part of NATO. There were no NATO troops in Iraq. So NATO is a defensive alliance, and let's be sure we get that straight. 
Uh, let's go to Ralph in New Jersey. Hey, Ralph. You know, uh, it was uh, Peter King who uh, on this station told us that even though the attention right now is on Russia, let us not ever overlook the fact that China is a sworn enemy, is an existential threat looming yep. in the horizon with the aggressive action over in Taiwan. Yeah. And we got a leader in Joe Biden who is deeply compromised, who is weak, and who would not stand up to them. Yep. I mean, let us totally, completely boycott the Olympic two weeks from now. Let us not send our people yep. over there. The virus is raging on in China. Do you know that, Big Morris? Yep, I do, I do, and I thank you for calling me. You're right. Uh, the uh, the biggest threat we face is China. That doesn't mean we can let Russia run around conquering anybody it wants. Doesn't mean that because ultimately China's goal, Putin and Xi and Xi met a few weeks ago uh, by phone by 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 uh, virtual, and the deal they cut basically is uh, Russia will push in from the west. And I'm from the east, and China will move toward the west. Uh, China will suppress the Wagars. China will set up bases in Afghanistan. And Russia will conquer Ukraine and Poland and the Baltic countries. And together, they will have a land mass that goes from China to Iran that is going to be against the U.S., to Turkey that will know it's a NATO ally is against the U.S., and to Russia. And it's that land mass that we got to worry about. Right. All of Asia controlled by the bad guys. And uh, we to oppose China and stop that, we need to stop their associate Russia from moving in their in their tracks. Uh, let's go to John in Brooklyn. Hey, John. Thank you, uh, Dick. Um, China and Russia, particularly Russia, have been warring, border warring for for years and years. I was in in Russia in the nineties, and they just had border wars even then. So China had border wars with all their neighbors. They even took Tibet over. So if we can work this out financially, diplomatically, without an actual war in the Ukraine, where Russia is appeased somehow or doesn't lose face or whatever and really feels comfortable with the Ukraine the way it is, let me we cut you off. I, I, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. We it's better to do it that way. But don't think Russia is ever going to be comfortable with Ukraine. Um, it's as if the whole Midwest left the United States and joined another country, uh, and indeed was anti-American. And that, that's their breadbasket. That's our breadbasket. And uh, and they they're not going to be comfortable. But it's not about being comfortable. It's about protecting the freedom of 50 million people. It's about making sure we don't live in a world where any big country can take over any small country anytime they want. Now, New York City was a moving spectacle this week. Uh, I, have, I live on 56th Street, and I looked out my window, and all of Fifth Avenue, going back literally 40 blocks, was bit by bit, uh, front and back, Unbelievable. motorcycles. Unbelievable. Five and five abreast, going in an orderly parade down Fifth Avenue. It was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. It truly showed the solidarity of the New York Police Department and the solidarity of New York City with its courageous men in blue. Police of New York have been disrespected too much and for too long. Mm. They are our heroes. They are the people that protect us. But what we're doing to them is horrible. Uh, First of all, we've basically made it impossible to hold on to anybody they arrest. If they arrest you, they put you, they send you to the uh, arraignment, and then you get released. It's absolutely a revolving door. And we don't pick you up and we say, you got to be back in court in three months to face charges. And when nobody shows up, because nobody does, a bench warrant is issued against them. 
but the squad that was in charge of rounding people up with bench warrants uh, is disbanded. Okay, so we don't do bench warrants. We wait until they commit a traffic violation, like no headlight, no, he- no taillights or something. And then we catch them on the road, pull them over, find out there's a bench warrant, arrest them, and send them off to jail. But we're no longer stopping people. We've cut way, way back on traffic enforcement, so we're not getting them. And even if we find that they don't have, uh, that they have a bench warrant outstanding, and even if we do arrest them and take them down to the station horse, we're just putting them in the same stupid revolving door over and over again. But that is not the worst part. The worst part is coming. The left, which controls the legislature, wants to pass a law eliminating the immunity that cops have from being sued. So anytime a cop touches a civilian, whether to apprehend a suspect or to stop him from committing another crime or to prevent him from beating up some old lady on the street and taking her purse, he is liable for a potential civil rights violation. And the person who was beaten up or who was stopped, the the criminal or the suspect, can sue. And then he isn't suing the city. Let him have at it to sue the city. But he's suing the individual cop. He's taken away his pension, his salary, his job, his economic security. So what cop in his right mind is going to try to catch somebody or stop them from assaulting somebody? Isn't going to happen. It's Sunday, and you know what that means. Here's Dick Morris on 77 WABC. Have you checked your IRA or your 401k? The stock market crashed into negative territory over the last few weeks. Middle-class Americans aren't only feeling it in their wallets, but now in their retirement accounts. Biden's disastrous domestic policies led to hyperinflation, which is forcing the Fed to raise interest rates. And when rates go up, the economy goes down. It goes into a recession because nobody can buy anything on credit without paying interest that breaks them. So Goldman, Wells, and BOA are forecasting gold to go to 2000 Bloomberg says 3000 So call the Patriot Gold Group and ask about a tax-free penalty, I'm sorry, tax penalty-free rollover IRA and a no-fee-for-life IRA. You don't pay a fee every year when you're working with Patriot Gold. So call the Patriot Gold Group today at 800-356-4470. That's 800-356-4470. We were treated this week to a video obtained by Rob Astorino, who is the former county executive of Westchester, Republican, who is running for uh, governor of New York in the Republican primary. And uh, he actually went out and filmed this himself at his local airport, the Westchester White Plains Airport. And he must have stayed there all damn night uh, because in the middle of the night, two or three in the morning, a plane came in. When nothing else came in, the airport's closed. He must have had a tip. And the plane came in and he filmed the people as they got off the plane, one after another. They were all adult, male, illegal immigrants who were filing off this airplane to get off in Westchester. And they were going to be, and then there was a bus waiting there to load them all onto the bus and take them to some location in the American heartland. Uh, this scene is being duplicated and replicated all over the United States. We are not only letting people who shouldn't be come in because they were illegal in over the border, two million people last year. We're also now shipping them at taxpayer expense, no cost to them to locations throughout the United States. Now, we have some, sometimes we have sponsors who are asking for the people, but most of the time it's just on spec, shipping them over so that they can get established routes in some new part of the country. Why? Well, the reason is political. They're they're importing voters. Uh, The first part of this effort is to open the border. The second part is to let everyone who comes here illegally Stay here. No deportations. The third part is to 
let them work here and stay here and give them work permits. The third step is to make them citizens. The fourth step is to get them to vote and hopefully, in their view, vote Democrat. But what good does a Democratic vote do in New York City? It does do a good deal in Connecticut and in New Jersey. And we are finding that illegal immigrants are being shipped en masse to Pennsylvania, to Michigan, to Wisconsin, to Georgia, to Arizona, to all of the swing states. There are now 500,000 Somalis from Somalia who live in Michigan, vote in Michigan, out of a population of 10 million. And that's why Rahid Talashi, I'm pronouncing her name wrong, Rahid Talashi is a Muslim congressman from uh, Michigan, uh, daughter of Palestinian immigrants. And she's anti-Israel. She's anti-American. She's allied with AOC as a member of the squad. You look at him and you say, how the hell could somebody like this get elected from Michigan? And the answer is because of all the illegal immigrants and refugees we've let in, which the Democratic Party aims into swing districts. They're raising hell about Republican reapportionment, drawing district lines that uh, that Democrats can't possibly win. Well, what the Democrats are doing is transporting a whole district into a into an area and then electing their person to Congress. Uh, they're, they're moving the whole population of the country around. And they're traveling at our expense into the heartland of the country. So this is no longer just a border problem like in Arizona or in Texas or in places like that. This is a problem right in America's heartland and right in the middle of the swing districts. And don't think it's any coincidence that they're getting unloaded here. And by the way, let's remember the service that Rob Astorino has just done. Uh, It's something to run for office, and that's good. But uh, when he actually brought this videotape to America's attention, you know, we have two huge crises, the illegal voting and the illegal immigrants. The illegal voting is highlighted by that wonderful video taken in Georgia with the inspectors reaching under the table and emptying out a whole bunch of illegal votes. The illegal immigrants is highlighted now by Rob Astorino's video that shows them unloading them. There's a company called MVM. Uh, I know what it stands for. And they have a $137 million contract with the U.S. government, Department of Homeland Security, insecurity, to move people anywhere in the country that the government tells them to do for free. It's the resettlement program, and it's their device to take permanent power. Let's go to Jonathan in Hillsborough. Hey, Hey, Jonathan, how are you doing? Fine. Good afternoon, Mr. Morris. By the way, the name that you were looking for was either Ilhan Omar or Rashida Tlaib, I believe. Tlaib. Pronounce the last name for me, please. Right. Well, my comment is... Pronounce Rashida's last name for me. Rashida Tlaib. 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 Yeah, that's her name. Good. Uh, My my question is, uh, George Georgi source is undermining the United States. And he Absolutely. also undermined uh, the Prime Minister of Hungary, Mr. Orban. Right. What could be done? Could he be investigated? Could yeah. he be brought up on charges? Something has to well, be done. Well, we can investigate him. I don't know if he's done anything wrong. But uh, he is at the core of the left's revival in the United States. Not only did he try to oust Orban, my former client, the Prime Minister of Hungary, but he, uh, but he also got DAs elected in Manhattan, uh, Bragg in Los Angeles, uh, Giscard, I think, uh, Gaston, rather, and uh, in San Francisco, uh, Bodine, who are radical, crazy leftists who get elected DA promising never to prosecute anybody and letting them go. And the problem is these races are so... Uh, small, nobody pays attention to them, uh, and they win these primaries and win these general elections without anybody exposing it. 
what can be done about it is to defeat his candidates. And increasingly, I think we're learning what he's doing and we're exposing it. And I think in the future, taking money from Soros or his son Alexander is going to be such a no-no that anyone who does it can't possibly get elected. My old friend here, Judith from Brooklyn. How are you doing? Hello, Judith. Hey, hi. Hi, uh, Dick and Doug. How are you? You know something? Fantastic. You kind of took it. I was. I called the screener, and I told him I want to speak to somebody. I was, I was laughing in my head. You know, some things are so ridiculous that you start laughing. It's like it's too much, yeah. and you just laugh because it's funny already. But, and yeah, it is Rashida Tlaib. It's like Lincoln Omar. said. It's like Lincoln said. What? I'd, uh, yeah. I'd, I'd laugh. I'm going to laugh because it hurts too much to cry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it gets the point. You know, laughing and crying are connected, I think. You Absolutely. start laughing so much, and then you start getting hysterical. But yeah. it's the two. I'll tell you why I'm laughing. I'm telling you I'm laughing, and I'll, I'll, I'll a little bit um, add on. Uh, you know, we have an undercover illegal invasion right under our noses, okay? And right. this, and you know what? And the, the, the joke is, it's really not a joke, but ICE has turned into a travel agency, <laughs> They've turned into a travel agency. Oh, that is they're busy. That was good. That they're is serious. They're busy. Ice. No, it's true. They're busy calling and arranging for illegal migrants to get on yeah. buses and Ubers. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think they go off. I think it's called Brownsville in Texas. That's where it's home base. And that's where they, yeah. you know, with a hanger or something. And then they take them with the Ubers. And then from there, they, 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 they arrange the travel agency <laughs> ICE arranges airplanes You're and so buses. Right. And I don't know what they said. would give them money and protection and whatever. They're not vetted. And that's what they became. Yep. ICE became a travel agency. Mm. That's, that's and you a, know something? That's a brilliant And you know something? Line, a policeman and a, yeah, and a policeman uh, wasn't even allowed to ask any questions as far as who they are, where you're going, whatever, which is ridiculous. I mean, for security reasons, he has to secure the airport, and he wasn't allowed to say. But one thing that man did say, he says, this is a betrayal of America. And that's what yes, we have is. with Biden. Let me, let me clue you in, Judith. I'm going to steal that line. Uh, ICE is a travel agency, and uh, you're going to hear it in speeches from politicians and maybe the President Trump and maybe on Newsmax. You're going to hear that line, and I won't credit you, but it's yours. <laughs> <laughs> I'll credit you, Judith. Don't worry. I'll throw it in the no, back. No, you, no, no, you do not have to credit me at all, and and <laughs> it's just uh, thanks for everything. I love listening to I learn a lot from you, Doug. Well, I, Dick, you. I really do. I learn a lot from you. Thank and you. And I love the music, Doug. I love the music. Thank you. I called Dick now uh, – Mr. Google, yeah, right. Because <laughs> he's got oh, yeah. so much information. <laughs> well, he's an encyclopedia. He's a human hey, talking, walking he really encyclopedia. Is. Does, anybody, yeah. does anybody know how the term Google got started? Oh, listen to this. Uh, how it got invented? Okay. The name of the company. There was a I mathematician, one of the best in the world, who was naming numbers, you know, like billion, trillion, quadrillion, quintillion, septillion, and naming different groups of numbers. And he ran out of numbers, and he had to have some other name. And his baby was walking around, the, crawling around the floor, <laughs> going goo goo, goo goo, goo goo. And he came up with the phrase Google. And he he meant he said that this group of numbers would be called the Google, the Goo Goo Plex, Goo Goo Plex, and that then became Google. And that's how that word came into our vocabulary: Google, Goo Goo. Um, let's go to Harold in Queens. Hey, Harold. Hi. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to see if you were aware of the fact that Trump is the first guy that really recognized the danger that the Chinese present to our country. And I think that uh, Russia could have been a tremendous ally in that fight that we're about to, to have. And I wondered... Uh, now, Why Russia, are you so hard on Russia? Is- Russia no, first of all, I'm hard on Russia because they're invading people. They invaded Georgia and took over half of it. They invaded Moldova and took over a piece of it. They invaded Crimea and took over their main port. They invaded eastern Ukraine and conquered a province. And now they're threatening to take over all of Ukraine. If they'd stop trying to invade people and take them over, I wouldn't be hard on them. But secondly, you've got to realize that this is not a communist plot. This is not a Chinese plot. This is an anti-American plot in which China and Russia and Iran and Turkey are allies. And they're working together to coordinate this strategy mm-hmm. to control all of the world's oil, all of the access to the Middle East, 
half of the world's population and a huge amount of the world's wealth. And that is their goal, and they're achieving it. And you just look at the progress of those countries. Turkey's trying to take over three countries in that area, Azerbaijan, Armenia, and one or two others. Uh, Russia is taking over Ukraine, the Baltic states, and eventually try to take over Poland. Um, Iran wants to develop nuclear weapons and make the Middle East an Iranian uh, country with uh, proxy forces in Lebanon, in Yemen, and in Syria. China's going to invade Taiwan and control the South China Sea and exterminate the Uyghurs, the only presence in the Muslim world of Chinese. So uh, put it all together and see what's happening around you. Thanks for your call. So today we talked about a lot of stuff. We began by talking about how the Ukraine really can be disciplined. Russia can be stopped in the Ukraine by economic sanctions, not by military force. We talked about the wholesale migration of people from the Democratic Party to the Republican Party, led originally by Hispanics. Well, first it was led by blue-collar union members. That was in 16. Then it moved to Hispanics in 2020. Now it's moving to uh, suburban college-educated white women who are moving to the Republican Party and increasingly blacks. We talked about the Pennsylvania court throughout the mail-in voting law because it was unconstitutional. We talked about that tragic killing of that hero police officer in New York and the, the way we're, we're punishing our police. And we talked about how immigrants are being flown by the ICE travel agency to, to other parts of the country. Thanks for watching. Thanks Thank for you, watching Dick. me on radio. It's so hard to keep the smile from my face. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.